Welcome to Let's Swipe Online Dating Stories. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Let's Swipe. I am Amanda and joined with me today as always is my vivacious co-host Erica. Hey guys. And we are also joined by our favorite guest host Amy. Yo. And then today we have a special guest, which we're so excited about. So uh, everybody, welcome Austin to the podcast. So how's everybody doing today? Solid. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing. We're doing. Yep. All right. Well, I guess we're going to jump in and like hear from Austin about what's happening with him. Erica, do you want to start us off? Yeah, I'll, I'll do a brief intro. So our man Austin here is a coworker of ours. And he turned the ripe old age of 27, yep. like, two weeks ago? July 2nd. July, oh, oh good God, a month oh, ago. Wow. Yes. Happy birthday. So Thank you. He is, uh, you know, one of our better, younger generation that's going to hopefully be part of the folks who are making this country a little bit better than the people who came before us. But anyway, so Young Sir's got more... Um, Obviously, he's a little bit more technology, technologically inclined, especially with the whole dating thing. And because he's a dude and we always want to hear stuff about what it's like to be a dude, um, we thought he was kind enough to come on and tell us stories of all different flavors about dating online. Yes. Um, So, like, I live uh, here in St. Louis. I moved here about three years ago. I'm originally from southeast Missouri. Um, I was in a pretty long relationship, uh, about four years, and split up uh, about a year ago, and then I just jumped right into the dating scene. Um, and I have some friends up here that were single, so I kind of like, hey, man, I haven't dated in a long time. Like, what is what is the move nowadays? Because it seems to change, like, pretty frequently. Um, so I had, like, three dating apps going at one time. I was on uh, Bumble, Hinge, and Tinder. And I stayed on those, like, pretty actively. Started getting some dates, going on, you know, like, bar visits and stuff like that. And pretty soon I uh, I went on this date. Uh, we I talked to this girl for about a week, week and a half. And we went to, like, a pretty upscale place out on the hill. And, yeah. like, she seemed, like, really cool. But I was very upfront with everybody I talked to that was not looking for a relationship. Like, just got out of one, not ready for one. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, she seemed fine with that at first. Um, we get, <laughs> sat, we get sat down at the restaurant and like 20 minutes in, she like reaches across the table and starts holding my hand. And I was like, that's, uh, that's not one night stand type actions or anything. Uh, so we finished dinner, um, you know, go back to my place, do the deed, whatever. And then, like, we go to hang out again, and she comes over the next time, and she's like, I'm going to cook dinner for you and your roommates. Oh, and here's a housewarming gift. Oh. I was like, oh, my God. Um, yeah, that that doesn't sound like no strings, non-relationship stuff. Yeah. Right. I was going to make um, a joke about a bunny boiler, but then I re- you probably don't remember. There was a movie that came out a long time ago called Fatal Attraction. I've heard of it. I don't think I've ever seen it. Okay. Well, there, don't watch it then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, like, she comes over, cooks dinner, like, kills it. Like, it was really good. 
she stays the night that night and then she comes over again like the next week and I sit her down like soon as she gets there and I'm like look I feel like you might not have heard me the first time I'm not looking for anything serious and she was like I understand I'll wait for you oh no oh god all right no (laughs) you've made this very easy for me so uh and like I understand Erica has a lot of stigma with this but I'm sure you guys are familiar with ghosting uh because it's pretty common nowadays um and that was a situation where I thought that was the best course of action um so I did ghost her uh, that. Yeah, I mean, I'm normally pretty anti-ghosting, but you were very upfront with her, and then you talked to her, and she's, like, not – she's she's refusing to listen to the words coming yeah. out of your mouth. So I feel like you don't have much other options after that. Yeah, I, I said everything that needed to be said to, like, get the, the relationship where it needed to be, and mm-hmm. yeah, she just wasn't catching, catching the message. I'll wait for you. Oh my God. Wow. That's nuts. Sorry, that's ableist, but that's, that's, <laughs> that's bonkers. <laughs> okay, dudes, did she ever try to like reach out to you after you like went to ghost town with yep. her? Oh. Yep. So uh, what happened? Uh, I got a real long, nasty message uh, saying that she couldn't believe that I would do this to her, um, that she was, she deserved better than that. Like probably, but I mean, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know what else to do at that point. I felt like that was the the most clean cut way to like get my message across without having like this chick like sobbing at, at my house that needed to leave. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you guys! I wish you could see Amanda's face right now. She's like <laughs> processing. She gets it. It's just like how to react. Well, it's like, I just don't understand. It's like people, when someone says, I don't want anything serious, then you should believe. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I've I've probably been in similar situations as this girl, although I don't think I would say to someone, I'll wait for you. Let's just keep doing this. I've definitely put myself in denial about things, but never with a guy being so straightforward of like, this is exactly what I want. And what I'm willing to give you, you know, if a guy is actually communicative, communicative about that, and then you still choose to be in denial about it, you're just really setting yourself up. And why do that to yourself? Well, I'll tell you right now, there's a lot of people, if they, if they hear that from you, they immediately take that as a challenge. Like, oh, I'm going to change your mind about me and about like what you want. And I've seen that more times than I care to admit. Wow. Okay. (laughs) This is good for us as females because we hear more of the other side. Like, it was going great, and then he dumped me, and, like, he cut me out, and I don't get it, and I'm so, like, awesome, and he sucks so hard. And it's just like... It may not, you know, and it, it goes the other way. I I don't know if you've ever knew dudes where, like, you knew the other side, but the girl was like, no, he was being fucking weird. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, and he's just like, I don't get it, you know, well, so. Nobody's, uh, nobody's the bad guy in their own mind. Well, of course not. Right. Yeah. So. Um, I don't know. Are you ready for story number two? Or do you, like, I have a, 
I, I can jump into another one. I've, yeah. got, I've got a few. Do you, do you guys want to hear another one? Do you have any other? I definitely want to hear more. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, so this one time I had met this chick actually from Southeast Missouri, close to where I'm from, but I had never met her before. Um, matched on Tinder while I was down, like visiting my dad, come back to St. Louis. We'd been talking for like a week and she asked me to come down and like crash with her. Um, uh, so I like made that trip. It was about a two and a half hour drive, uh, stay the night, like to stay the night with her, um, supposed to be just us. And I walk in the door and I felt a little catfished, uh, just because like her profile pictures didn't exactly match what I walked into. Oh. And then it went from like a solo movie night to, oh, we're going to my friend's house to a party and you're coming with me. Do you think that maybe she got nervous about having, like, someone that she didn't know coming to spend the night and was like, maybe we need to have a couple other people here? No, I don't think so. I think she just, like, because she was like, we're just going to go for a drink for a little bit. And we ended up staying, like, three hours. And then she's like, all right, let's head out. Um, but, yeah, it was just, like, I was uncomfortable from the moment I got there to the moment I left the next morning. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I actually uh, showed up at my dad's work because he was at work the next day and uh, he didn't even know I was in town. And I had to explain to him like what brought <laughs> me down to Southeast Missouri. So that was kind of funny. <laughs> I cannot, be- I cannot imagine like explaining to my parents, even like, I mean, and I'm, I'm a lot older, but I'm just like, oh, yeah, I went. I'm in town because I, like, had a one-night stand planned. I don't think I, don't think I could Well, my, my, my dad was single for a little bit while I was, like, 16, 17. Okay. So, like, I got to see his debauchery. He can live through a little bit of mine. <laughs> I, I'm trying to think of myself having that kind of conversation with my mom, like, trying to find a way to get her out of the house. Hey, mom, can you leave for the weekend so that I can have a guy over? (laughs) Don't think that would go very well? No, I don't think that would go very well at all. (laughs) I've kicked her out of the house for the evening before because I I brought a guy over to make him dinner. And then it was sort of like uh, she she went and hung out with my aunt. And then at like 10 o'clock, she's like, can I come home yet? And I'm like, no, no, no. Home yet? <laughs> Five more minutes. <laughs> so, have you been cat? Do you feel like it's happened more than once that like a girl's profile picture doesn't match what you see in person? And how do you deal with that? Well, I'm like, there's kind of ways to there's kind of ways to check for it because like. Typically, like, if you have a Tinder, like, a Hinge, you have a Facebook or an Instagram, and, like, sometimes they're even linked to the the profile. So you can figure out pretty quick, like, if you go to their Instagram and, like, see pictures they're tagged in that they didn't <laughs> post, that, like, you can get some candid photos of somebody and see what they look like uh, without, like, the editing or, like, their mm-hmm. best pictures of themselves. So there's, like, yeah, ways to mitigate it. What? The Snapchat ch- Snapchat filters with the perfect complexion. Yep. And it's all about dog, angles. Puppy dog ears. They get that. So yeah, I mean, there there's ways to to try to make sure you're going to see who you think you're going to see, but like 
sometimes they just don't have that stuff out there, and this just gonna happen. If you have, he's got one more story, the prostitutes. Oh yeah. But uh. But oh like, yeah. Oh yeah, it's a beauty. But give me two seconds. So, dude, if you were, I mean, put yourself in the mind of a forty-something-year-old like woman, or just any older person who's just like. Maybe the people who are out there aren't necessarily on Instagram or whatever, but like, how do you, how would you like feel like there's a way to like kind of work around or like get to find them without doing like a LinkedIn search or something like, you know, if like we're like somebody were like, he seems pretty hot and cool, but I have three pictures and a brief bio to go on. Like, gotta, gotta do Snapchat because those are photos in real time. Like, they're not six years old, like, prime photos of themselves in their Letterman jacket or something like that, you know? <laughs> like, it's, you're getting a picture of them in real time, exactly what they look like. Like, that's, that's usually was my go-to whenever I was trying to well, find so, out. So, how, do you, so did you, like, how did you get to their Snapchat? So, it'd be like, you start talking to them and then say, hey, let's connect on Snapchat? Yep, it's, it seemed like a little less invasive than asking for their phone number. Just be like, oh, okay, you want to move this to Snapchat? Here's my uh, here's my Snapchat handle, and then move to Snapchat. Then I'd get their phone number and then go from there. Okay. Yeah, I think that's a gener. I feel like that's a generational thing. Totally. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, but still good to know. I mean, even it's not our, us, you know. We oh no, definitely. Have some poor schmuck who's in their twenties that stumbled across this podcast, in which case you just help them out. So, yeah. Thank you, Austin. For sure. Snappers <laughs> in your TikTok and Snapchat. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I'm over here with my snapper and, uh, and uh, what was it? My, not before MySpace, before Facebook. Friendster. Oh, Friendster, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I didn't have Friendster. You're showing showing your age. (laughs) I want to hear your other story, but but I also have a question just, like, about your profiles, because we always kind of ask people, like, what they look for in profiles, but since we've got a dude here, like, what does your profile look like? Like, what do you generally put on there? Uh, I mean, I just had some pictures of, like, uh, I was in the military for a little while. I had one picture of me in uniform, because that tends to stir the... Yeah, yeah, that works. Um, <laughs> uh, just some pictures of me and my friends out together. Like, I, I didn't... You know, I have some friends that, like, drove a Lamborghini once and took a picture of themselves in it, and that was, like, their, their first picture on there, like, to oh, wow. put up this facade of a lifestyle that they don't have, but, uh, yeah, mine was pretty, like, me. Like, you, you'd know real quick, like, who I was. What about, like, words? Uh... I, I typically didn't leave, like, a big bio. Like, I would put, like, my Snapchat username and then, like... Uh, 27 St. Louis, uh, St. Louis Blues, St. Louis Cardinals, like just like some of the things I'm interested in. But like I wouldn't go on like this rant about myself or anything. Like if you want to know that, you're gonna message me. So okay, that was just that was kind of yeah. my stance with it. All right, Erica, I'll throw it back to you. I didn't mean to like take over. No, it's great <laughs> questions. I like no, absolutely. What about you, Schwal babes? Do you got anything you want to ask before he goes uh, into this awesome other story? I had one and I had a brain fart and forgot what I was gonna say, so it might come back to me. I, I uh, I'll wait until after the third story and maybe if I think of it, I'll I'll come back to it. Deal. 
Um, so I matched with this one chick. Uh, she was here in St. Louis, really pretty. Um, we were talking for like a week, and it was mostly small talk, like talked about maybe hanging out sometime. And then randomly, she hits me up like, oh, and here are my prices. What? <laughs> oh, yeah. And sends me like this actually like put together price sheet of like her nude photos were like $10, nude video like $25, like meet and greet 200 per hour. And I was like, oh, I'm good. But yeah, I spent like a week and a half talking to that chick and had no idea. But and you met on a dating site. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. That doesn't seem like a very good business model for her because she had to put so much into talking to you before she put any of the pricing out there. Like that's. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't really understand it either. I don't know. It kind of makes sense. You to like feel like him out and make sure like, hey, he's not totally fake. Like, I don't know how many bots are out there. You know, like especially like bots pretending to be dudes, but. Also, she made sure that he's not a complete psycho. Um, and I guess to make sure he really, like, has a job and stuff or whatever. Yeah. And then she's like, yeah, he's, or he seems like he's not a narc or a cop, you know. So, I mean, and, like, I mean, did you guys talk to her, like, verbally or was it just, like, Oh, it was just, just through messages on, like, Tinder and then Snapchat. And that, oh. that was the end of it. So, that makes sense. I mean, it's, like, really yeah. minimal effort, especially if you're doing this with, like, five other dudes, right? You know? That's true. I mean, and definitely from a safety standpoint, it's a lot better for for her um, to kind of do that vetting beforehand. So yeah, I I can see that. I just I, I've never heard of of that happening. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's a real thing. <laughs> so. Wow. So what do you look for in a profile if you message somebody? Like, what are you generally? Are you well? Okay. Are you still just sort of like dating casually, or are you actually looking for a relationship now? I've, I've actually been in a relationship since, like, December. Like, I, I've been in a relationship for a minute now. Uh, okay. I was just single for, like, a year, and this these are my stories. <laughs> just gotcha. a year's time of being single. So did you meet your current um, girlfriend online? I did. Uh, I met her on Hinge, and we went on a date uh, to Parlor uh, Arcade Bar in, like, Tower Grove. Mm-hmm. Um, like, stellar first day. It went awesome, but... My roommate was flying in from New Hampshire uh, that night, so I was like, you know, no matter how this goes, I have to go pick up my roommate. You're welcome to come. I understand if you don't want to do that. And she was like, oh, I'll see how the date goes, and then I might be adventurous later. Um, She goes with me to pick him up. She comes back to our place and ends up staying. Um, She said that she she didn't shave her legs, so she wouldn't hook up with me. already yep um but that didn't work so (laughs) (laughs) nice so then with her did you reach out to her did she reach out to you i reached out to her first yep uh she was wearing this uh like ramones band tee mm-hmm. and i was like oh i see you have good taste in music because i typically like like older music i'm not so hip on like the top 40 stuff like so she's like oh so you apparently appreciate good music too um then we just kind of went from there um nice yeah obviously like you've been dating emma since pre-covid like what's about like is there anything different since during covid hell like, yeah there is 
Um, so like we started dating in December, like just started to really get to know each other, like January, February COVID hits and, you know, St. Louis just gets like locked down. So I was like, I went three places pretty much for like two and a half, three months. It was my house, her house and work. Mm -hmm. Um, and you get to know somebody really quickly and really well if you're spending that amount of time with each other. And, like, I was really surprised. We had, like, no fights, like, didn't get tired of one another. So I, I felt like that was pretty telling, like, if this is going to work or not, whenever we were forced with each other all the time. Well, yeah, and, like, you can't go do any, like, experiences, you know, which is what I feel like a lot of people do when they're dating to get to know each other. And it's, you know... And I mean, I feel like even with some of my friends, I, our friendships have been a little bit more tenuous just because they're friends I go do stuff with and now we can't do anything. And it's like, I don't have anything to actually say to you, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you I had this so. exact same conversation with Gareth. I, I talked to him the other night because he, he was checking in to see when he should record his his message to his fan club. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And uh, he, we'll get him. Said, we'll get him. Yeah, we'll we'll cook. So uh, I said, you know, I want to talk to you and and like check in, but I have nothing to talk about. I haven't done anything. I don't leave the house, and I'm sure you don't want to hear about me cleaning out my closet. You know, it's like I'm doing really boring shit right now that nobody <laughs> cares about. <laughs> so I'm glad to hear that you and Emma like were able to. It sounds like almost be stronger, like because you kind of got thrown into the fire, so to speak. And um, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's really worked out. She's she's a good one. What are some things that you guys tried to do to still make it feel like you were dating and not just like constantly hanging out at each other's houses? Uh, I mean, so I've got three roommates. I'm sorry, I have two roommates um, and she's got a roommate. So, I mean, we were constantly, like, you know, around each other. So, like, we would have, like, game nights at my house, game nights at her house. Like, we'd play, uh, like, Circle of Death and, like, drinking games and stuff like that. Uh, I don't know if you've ever watched New Girl, but we played uh, True American in my basement. And that was really fun. fun. That's awesome. Cool. The rhyming section is my favorite part of Circle of Death. Because the, the rhyming part when you oh, have yeah. and rhyme. Nine, nine, plus rhyme. It, it, you lay out the fifty-two cards and each, like one through what is it? One through seven is you drink or something like that, and then all the face cards have a different. I, I don't remember the rules of it, but it's like one of them. You, when if you draw that card, you have to say a word, and then everybody has to say something that rhymes with it. If you can't think of a word that rhymes, you drink. Um, one of the one of them is a category card, so um, you have to name sex toys. If you can't <laughs> think of a word that's a sex toy, you have to drink. If you draw a number card, you have to take that many drinks. It's it's a really it it's fun when you've got a really big group of people, but for us old fogies who can't drink like we used to, it's a really good way to get a hangover. <laughs> I've never played that game. I never even knew it existed. It's a great time. You should try it. It sounds really fun. 
I feel like that rhyming card would get me, though, and I'd be super drunk, like, pretty quick. No, what you do is you say orange, and then everybody hates you. <laughs> orange, porange. That's not okay, a word. What is porange? That's great. Do you have to find that word for me, Amanda? Let's <laughs> have Webster's pull that it's, one it's, it's strange porn. That's what it is. Porange. Strange porn. I just made it up. It's a word. I don't know what strange porn porn is because to each their own, everybody, but, you know. We'll go into more details on the next podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So any questions for us, Mr. Austin? Not that you need any stage advice from a bunch of old fogies like us. I mean, what, like... Dating at this time for you guys, what do you feel like is the biggest hurdle or like the most uh, aggravating thing about dating? My biggest complaint is that everybody just like there's part of it is that I don't think anybody wants to to get into anything too serious because it's like, well, you can't really meet anyone right now. So I had all these, I was talking to all these guys and like the conversation just sort of trails off and never goes anywhere. It's like you never really, my personal biggest gripe is that I just don't meet anybody that I feel like I have a connection with. And the one guy that I was having a connection with, he sort of disappears for weeks on end. We have like a running. He needs to go. Boo to this guy. I mean, this kind of opinion. Yeah, highly opinion. <laughs> I'm on two weeks, non, uh, no, no communication again. So I'm like, I always wonder if he, since he does listen to the podcast, if I pissed him off or if uh, he just gets busy. I don't know. So we'll keep taking tabs on. We'll start, we'll start placing bets to see if I hear from him or not. And if, if any of our fans want to come in and place their bets, we'll... Oh my we'll... God, stop talking to him. Just stop. <laughs> oh, sorry, the last part got like, uh, oh, hey, Amanda, you're frozen. Oh, there she is. What'd you say, Amanda? It got frozen, frozified. Oh, I just said stop talking to him. I yelled at her. <laughs> he does that a lot. <laughs> um, I think for me, it's similar to what Amy's saying, but like, I don't have any desire to like be epic pen pals with somebody. I've always wanted to meet pretty early on, and so um, the and I I have I'm not meeting people, and I'm still like social distancing. And it's like, yeah, if there was a guy that I felt like it was worth it to not be social distanced, I would. But I still see my family, like my parents. Um, you know, occasionally I see my aunts and uncles. And so for me, it's like, well, is this person worth like giving my family COVID for, you know? And so then ultimately any guy I'm talking to, it's just it just feels really pointless, you know, because and and then just like so many missed opportunities, like I was really enjoying Tinder and there were like several guys where it's like, yeah, I would really like to just come over and meet you tonight, but I wasn't going to do it because of COVID. And so um, I just feel like it's, it's, I've taken a pause because of that. 
I think that's what's like really annoying. And I'm just like, I don't even spend time with the people that I already have vetted as good people in my life. Like, and so the idea of just like meeting some new person for a, like a rando, like hopefully this works out. I just can't even imagine it. So that's what's been frustrating to me. And it's been like super frustrating too, because I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to like be dating again. And now like COVID is happening and there's no end in sight y'all. Like, it's not going anywhere. <laughs> it's scary. It's getting, yeah. it, it just got a lot closer to home for me. My, uh, uh, my, some of my neighbors just passed away from it. So it was kind of like that first shocking, oh my God, it, it's like really here. And now I know people and oh my God. Yeah. It's scary. My roommate had it. Oh, really? Did he have were his symptoms really bad? Not, not, not crazy. He was like a college athlete. Like he's in phenomenal shape. Gotcha. Um, so like he had like the exhaustion, like some headaches, some like he lost his sense of taste. Um, but honestly, that was about it for him. He bounced back pretty quick. Oh, well, that's really that's good. good. That's really yeah. good. And then, so then did he just like quarantine away from you and your other roommate or? Yeah. So, uh, him and his girlfriend had it actually at the same time. So they just like stayed at her place and like, we would make like Walmart trips for him and like drop stuff yeah. off and we would just see him from the window and we'd have like conversations from like 20 feet away. Wow. Yep. Well, I'm so glad that is, is she okay too? His girlfriend? Yeah, yeah, she's fine. They're they're back to 100%. Oh, good, good. I will good. say though, like, not to get on like a tangent or anything, but I, I I'm weirded out at like how transmittable they say this is, mm-hmm. because the night before that he got uh, that he tested positive, him and I shared a cigarette. Oh no! Oh, oh wow! And I was like, oh, I'm so screwed. Like, literally saliva on saliva. Like, what what worse of a way could you? like transmit this i did hear though and i don't know if this is true but i heard this from somebody who i do trust although i haven't verified it but that saliva actually like you can't that's why you can't get it from like sharing food the your saliva will kill it i don't know if that's true so nobody like quote me on that so that kind of makes sense if the the saliva the water in your saliva could break it down better why would masks be effective then? Because you're breathing, because it's respiratory. So if you're breathing it in, that's yeah. different. This is really interesting. Now I want to look this up too. Yeah. Well, I guess we all have a research. We can all do some research, and I can I can put what we find. We have homework. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just um, like Amanda, it always turns into homework. Oh my god. Sorry. This <laughs> be my homework. <laughs> What about you, Erica? Question, he, he asked a question of all of us. What's the hardest thing about COVID dating for you? Uh, I guess it's just finding somebody and then it doesn't work out. You got to start the fuck all over again. <laughs> like, you know, so, um, but yeah, just that. Cause you know, you don't want somebody to be like, Oh yeah. I, like I dated four other girls. What are you doing tomorrow night? You're like, um, how long ago was that last chick? You know? Cause I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm a little bit more foolhardy than my my friends here. Like, um, so I'm willing to take some risks, but I'm not like completely stupid, and you know. But that the, the issue has not come up yet. But it's it's just hard of like you actually kind of find somebody, and then you have to 
start over again because you're just like, oh, Jesus, you know, and then like the second wave is happening. So, yeah, we thought this was kind of on the on the decline and now it's not. And so it's just it's just like, God, you know, it's like starting March all over again. It's like, fuck, you know, like, do I really want to like, is it worth it? You know, so, yeah. So I started watching um, Indian Matchmaker on Netflix. Have you guys seen this show? No. <laughs> no. I've heard a lot. Um, it. It's about a matchmaker. And she is matchmaking, like, you know, Indian couples up. And I'm watching it, and I'm just like, I need a matchmaker. Like, <laughs> I feel like that is how I could date in COVID. If there was, like, somebody who vetted this person and was like, hey, you know what? We think that you guys are a match. You can meet. Your first meeting can be six feet away. See if you click. And and then go from there. Like, I, I'm just like, who could, you know, I need that. I think that's what I need. The dating sites don't do it for me. The OkCupid's okay, little percentage, it's like, I'm sorry. I don't think it really matters, you know, if I match with somebody on, like, do you like horror movies or not? It's like, I can watch a horror exactly. movie. I cannot watch a horror movie. Life will go on. That's not what I need in a life partner. So, um, you know, I just am like, where can I find me a uh, progressive Catholic matchmaker? (laughs) (laughs) Anything else you want to add to that list? (laughs) (sighs) So, like, I guess this is a, a younger generation question, but, like, is speed dating a thing that people actually do? I don't know. I've never heard of a place that's done speed dating. Well, I remember, like, I feel like in the, the, like, early 2000s or two, two, yeah, early 2000s, I feel like that was a thing. thing. I never did it. Yeah. But I, I heard about it. But yeah, I mean, I could go for something like that, too. It's like, can we just, like, get, get some shit out of the way? You're all for it, and I'm like, oh, hell no. I would not go there. No way. It's like this terrible elevator pitch that you have to, like, listen to every, like, rando that you switch tables with, what, what, after a minute? I don't know what the countdown is. Isn't that basically every fucking first date coffee date that you go on? And and only it's not a minute. It's, like, at least an hour of your time. (laughs) At that point, like, once you sit down, like, it's an ordeal if you, like, get up and leave. Right. See, speed dating seems like something like me and my friends would get like really drunk and then go do. (laughs) I feel like that would be fun. Yeah, that would be fun. I think that's the only way it would be fun is if you got like. Yeah, no other answer. Drunk, drunk speed dating. That would be. You know what, you guys? I think we have a business plan. (laughs) It sounds like a Netflix original. (laughs) Yes. We are not responsible for what happens when you leave our <laughs> office. <laughs> kitty, 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 it's the sweet one. It's so funny because like her face is blending in with like your blurred background, so she's yeah. like <laughs> anonymous kitty, like <laughs> like telling her horror stories, but both anonymous now. You. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know what else. What else, you guys? Anything else? I'll I'll give you one last story. Then we can. Ooh! Yes. So um, 
part that I didn't tell you, uh, whenever me and my ex split up, we were like in the middle of our lease and we were like, it was going to be so expensive to break the lease. So I lived with her for like four months after we broke up. Yeah. It was a nightmare. Total wow. nightmare. Um, we, we coexisted fairly well for like the circumstances. Um, but I was like ready to get out and like even thought about like going to get a hotel room for the night. And my roommate now, uh, he actually needed to get out of town because he had a hickey from a girl that he wasn't with. Um, so, oh. yeah, yeah. So we go and stay in this hotel. We go across the street to Applebee's and get really wasted on Dollaritas and then go back to the hotel. Well, I have this chick that I hooked up with like back in high school. Uh, she moved up around this area, but I literally hadn't talked to her in like three years. And uh, she texted me and said, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm staying in a hotel in, uh, in Arnold, like just chilling out for the night. And she's like, which hotel? <laughs> I was like, uh, the jury? She's like, I'll be there in five minutes. Wow. And she, was, she just so happened to be on the interstate, like coming up on the Arnold exit and just took the exit and like... In, out, like, less than, like, an hour. I was just like, how did that just happen? And, like, Chris went to the weight room while, like, we were hanging out. And I was, I was like, it's so unexpected. Well, now I want to know which hotel in Arnold, too, because I live in Arnold, so. <laughs> the jury. <laughs> the jury. Wow. The jury in. Classy. Classy. <laughs> That's nuts. Where was she going? That she like that she's like, oh shit, you're on the way, sweet. Uh, she was like, just got off work and was actually heading to a party. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I haven't talked to her since. Love <laughs> <laughs> <Not> even more. <laughs> she she hasn't tried to talk oh to me. And I haven't tried to talk to her. So it's a win. Oh my goodness, to be in your twenties again. <laughs> I, I feel like I missed out on my 20s because I never did stuff like this when I was younger. I was so quiet and well-behaved, and now I'm like, I missed my opportunity. I, I don't you weren't in stuff. the right place at the right time. You weren't yeah, driving I, I down how people the would highway. Judge me, like, as a 40-year-old, if I started behaving that way, <laughs> making up for lost time. <laughs> I mean, plenty of people do it. People, especially like after people get divorced, I feel like people, you know, revisit that kind of those experiences. Or some people just always do do it. Age is but a number, Amy. You do you. Amen. I mean, not now because of COVID, but when COVID's over. Right. We'll we'll see how it goes <laughs> in the future. I, I I talk a good game, but uh, we'll see if I actually like live up to the hype. <laughs> well, you better. You're our dating ninja, goddammit. Yeah. <laughs> Pass that torch, remember? Ah, uh, that's right. All right, ladies, I think we're good. Yeah, I think so. Well, Austin, thank you so much for coming on. This has been delightful. For sure, I've had a lot of fun. Yeah, we'll awesome. see if we get a fan club now too. Every guy that comes on here, we get a fan, gets a fan club. 
Yeah, we had our friend Gareth came on and he got a pretty steamy. I got an email from um from someone who signed off as horny housewife, and it was a pretty steamy uh letter to to Gareth. So <laughs> yes, our, all right. My friend Gareth is Scottish, so he has the sexy accent going on. So yeah, I don't really have that going for me. <laughs> if we break international. Uh, like boundaries, and you will, because yeah, to us, yeah. you're like, whatever, man. Yeah. But somebody overseas would be like, well, is this Austin fellow, you know? Well, you've got a little bit, a, a, not, you've got a tiny bit of a drawl, not a serious drawl, but enough of one that people might be like, oh, hmm, he's interesting. Yeah. You can hear some of my friends talk. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever heard about anchor.fm? then you need to know this is the easiest way to make a podcast because honestly, this is how we do it. Let me tell you a few things. It's free. Anchor will distribute for you on Spotify, Apple, and various other platforms. You can make money from this, from your actual podcast, your own podcast with no minimum listenership. So if it's just you, if it's your mom, if it's your mom's friends, it's your mom's friend in the basement with you. You can make money. Anchor.fm. Just do it, you guys. It's super easy. Look, they let us do it, right? If they let us do it, they're going to let you do it. It's going to be dope. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And let's hear your stories. Okay? Thanks.